Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You are now listening to The Philly Pod, a Philadelphia sports podcast. On the previous episode of The Philly Pod, when me and Victor Williams gave our... Why? Why the government? Why the government? (laughs) When we gave our predictions for the score of this game, I believe I had the Eagles winning by 7, and I want to say you had the Eagles winning by 14, correct? Yes, yes I did. Well... To no surprise, Vegas had an impact in this game yet again. We're going to touch on it and and how, and what I mean by that. The spread kept changing from like between what, seven and six. I think the final one was six and a half. The Eagles end up winning this damn game by six points. Mm-hmm. Vegas Our official knows. reaction, as you would expect here on this podcast, just what are we going to say about a day after? What's up, man? How are we feeling? <laughs> well, I'll say this is this might be the. The ugliest two and zero start I've I've seen in a, in, a, in a long time, especially from the Philadelphia uh, Eagles perspective. Uh, I disagree. Before, oh, you disagree? Oh, we'll get. I into disagree. It. It sounds like we disagree on a lot. Because, you said the ugliest two and zero start by the Eagles ever, or from uh, our recollection? From my yeah, I mean that I can remember. When was the last time they started two and zero, and and it didn't. You know, it wasn't encouraging. Like, I not saying this is one of those Chip but, Kelly years. We started like two and zero. We finished with like seven wins or something remember. like that. It can't be because this. The the Eagles have started two and zero in consecutive seasons for the first time since like 1992. So it mm. couldn't have been one of those chip years. Starting off with stats, but I'm starting this off. This this we're gonna we're gonna start off with this because you decided you wanted to start your day today. <laughs> you, you wanted to start your day today. You wanted to write about the the, the AJ and and Jalen scuffle or not scuffle. I guess we'll call it a, a disagreement. Yeah, watch or, your words. Uh, See, this is yeah, why yeah, I wrote yeah, about yeah, it this a, morning a, a for the LibertyLine.com. We do we'll more than just it. podcast, by the way, guys. We'll call it a disagreement on on the sidelines, and 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 good on you for for taking the initiative and deciding to write about it. And you tell me, you text me, it's in the drafts. It's a good one. <laughs> so I go in there all excited, like, all right, let's. See what this man wrote about and i go there and the first paragraph is taking a shot at me as if i did something wrong all i did was tweet the clip and i asked what's going on here that's all i did i didn't say anything bad i didn't say oh they're fighting oh there's posts going around saying that aj and and jalen had to be separated all i said was hey what's going on here and you decided hey you're reaching pal hey <laughs> hey am i better getting scolded and then right this now. man said this man said you're better than this i hate being told you're better than this i hate it i, I love being stand. told i love being I told can't that stand. you're better than this don't tell me what i'm better than i know what hey, I'm that's than. probably what aj brown said on the sideline jalen hurts <laughs> he said that to jalen hurts oh my god all it was well, 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 actually, you know what? You give me your take on this first because not only you said you're reaching here, pal. The comma pal <laughs> is also very condescending. I hate it all. I hate the whole approach to it. I didn't even, I didn't do anything wrong. All I asked was, what is going on here? You read it in a tone like I was insinuating there was trouble in paradise. I was not. I just wanted to know. Well, go ahead and give me your take on, on the, on the, on the, the disagreement, we'll call it, on the sidelines. 
Uh, completely blown out of proportion. <laughs> I wasn't even necessarily saying you were. I guess I you probably did. could have worded things differently. You said, I'm going to call out Victor Williams by government is what you said <laughs> in the blog. <laughs> oh, man. Well, look, man, you're doing your job. You're live tweeting. Obviously, you got that video out pretty quickly. Um, maybe I misread it, but uh, obviously, you know I think the there's you did. far maybe worse my out you there on the did. internet of that you know. video that was tweeted by different accounts, whatever you want to call them on social media. Um, you were simply asking the timeline in a very innocent way what is happening here. <laughs> and I felt the need to explain not only myself, but uh, I guess the Eagles on the sideline there. I mean, like Eagles fans, can I ask you and you can at me and Vic on Twitter, That's whatever what you want to do. Like, I ask. Are you concerned about that scuffle? Because I'm certainly not. Look at the result right after. Jalen Hurts, like, we're going to break it all down, obviously. But for me... Two games in, I'm we'll grade Jalen Hurts, whatever we got to do later on in this pod. But like my biggest takeaway from Jalen Hurts two games into this season is he seems very uh, tentative and unlike himself in regards to his confidence, uh, letting it rip, throwing the football. Right. And like right after that, obviously penalties got in the way, but he started letting that thing rip like he looked like himself last season. So it clearly worked. Um, I made a very, uh, very realistic uh, and, and personal analogy with it for for those that don't understand that's what brothers do they're best friends jalen hurts recruited him and got him on the eagles this isn't this is not aj brown being a diva just look at all the 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 audio bites the interview quotes everybody on the team understands what happened there on the sideline this isn't aj brown uh not happy in philadelphia this isn't him saying like, hey, I don't want Jalen, I don't want to play for Jalen Hurts anymore. It's not that. He wants the football. He wants to contribute. I mean, he, he. I think he was quoted last year saying, throw me the ball 100 times, we're going to win 101 times or some whatever the quote was. He said it last year. He wants the football. I've been there before. I've been the guy on a basketball team at the park. You're winning by 20 points and you've taken one shot. It's like, damn, I'm not contributing towards this. It kind of sucks. Yes. But then your team wins and you feel better. Guess let's what? Pick, let's compare pickup basketball to a professional sport that's what you want to do yeah let's do it i just fucking did it so (laughs) so and mind you i think uh jalen hurts is aj brown's uh i think he's the the godfather of of his daughter right he i think he's the godfather i'm pretty sure of aj brown's daughter Um, oh so that's another thing so you know you're not going to be coming at the people there this is this is my read on the situation my very objective read on the situation here we go you're gonna find a way to make this something no i'm not no i'm not i'm not making it anything i'm just telling you what it is so i think that this is A.J. Brown knowing how good he is and feeling like that he is not contributing to an offense when he feel like he can help the team out. I feel like he obviously he knows. Well, like, he knows he can help the team out. That's I know. The that's, thing. What I'm saying. that's what I'm saying. Well, he knows how good he is. He knows he can help the team win. I think he was making Jalen Hurts aware like, hey, I'm here too. You haven't given me the ball a whole lot this game. I want to help us win too. You know, get me the ball, I think is what it was. Also, throughout the summer, I was asking you, Steve, and as well as everyone else, like A.J. Brown, last year was his first year in Philadelphia, right? Playing it nice, playing it okay. It's my first year in Philly. I love it here. It's all great. I I was always wondering, in his second season here, is he going to be a little more comfortable? Is he going to be a little more demanding in certain situations like, hey, this this isn't working. You need to get me the ball. Like Maybe you don't say that your first year here because you want to play nice and, and ease your way into Philadelphia. Now that he's here a second year, is he going to be a little more like, hey, get me the ball? Like Now more, more stern, more direct now that he's been here for a little bit. So I think this is him just telling Jalen Hurts, like, I want to help us win. There's some things on offense that aren't working. You're lacking confidence for whatever reason. Get me the ball and let's, 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 let me help you. 
I think is what AJ was. What was a saying. great teammate does, and more importantly, think, it's what a brother does. That's all I was saying. I was just saying like AJ okay, being okay. a diva and all this. I was just saying, hey, what's going on here? And you saw Sirianni get in the middle of it. That's never good for optics, you know. Well, glad we could air that out because I was really concerned. <laughs> yeah, my ass, my, you were not concerned, my ass. And I think Jalen and Jalen was also like giving him the gesture, like I got you, like just relax. I, I'm, a, I got you. What I don't like though. Steven, and you, you, can, you can give me your thoughts on this, is that the running game up to that point was working, right? The run game was working. They were moving up mm. the field pretty much at will. Swift was ah, getting five, you six yards Now you're going to stir the pot, aren't we? I'm not stirring the pot. I'm asking you. I'm asking you do, you. do you let a player's frustration sway your game plan if something is working? If something is working and a player comes up to you and says, hey, I want the ball, I'm not in love. And don't, don't spin this, but I'm not in love with the idea <laughs> of – of force feeding a player just because they're unhappy at the moment. I'm not in love with that idea. If something is working, be for the team and There's... support the team and, and and do that and be happy for Smitty because Smitty obviously did his thing. Well, I don't remember any of this when Smitty got no touches in the Lions game. He did not, none of this was happening. But um, yeah, again, AJ, uh, there's there's obviously egos. Let's not be oblivious. Like They obviously know they're good players. There's, there's egos regardless of how you slice it. And AJ just wants to contribute to a, to a team that's winning. He you know, it's, it's probably not a great feeling. To, to, to come away from a team win and feel like you didn't really contribute. You know, some players like to coast on that. Some players like to get the A on the project and not really do a whole lot. AJ wants to feel like he's doing doing a lot for the team. He felt like he wasn't yesterday, only ended with 29 yards. And I think he was just letting Hurts know. Probably a little more animated than, than it should have been, but he was letting him, he was letting him know. What, what's, your, what's your thoughts on letting a player come in and say, get me the ball. I don't care what the offense is doing. I don't care if we're moving up the field at will. Get you, me the ball. You spend it. You spend it. You spend told it. me He's not for, to spin is, it. Is, you he just force, spend is he force feed? Did he force feed him? Did he force feed him because of his, of his frustration? Yes or no? Yeah, I guess okay. he did. All sure. right. All right, then that's my point. That's my point. I just, I'm just saying like, if something's working, don't, 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 switch up the plan just because a player is not happy at the, at that moment in time that's my only thing we all uh, i'm all for aj getting more targets i will never argue there's a difference AJ between getting more a player saying that and aj brown oh. <laughs> okay that's and especially when your passing offense is struggling that's right i i, I Do you feel that, yeah. any differently though that it clearly worked we had two touchdowns yeah, and, and they were two back. touchdowns. Yeah, I I completely agree. I completely agree. I do. I I see. Which I just really see both sides of it. I see both so, sides of it. It was so stupid, man. That penny hold was really dumb. I I thought the Vikings player ran into whoever it was more so than Penny holding him. Yeah. It almost looked like Penny was bracing in a way, bracing the Vikings <laughs> player for a fall. You yeah. know, like Jalen was going to scramble out and get that throw off anyway, and then they yeah. clearly missed a pass interference call. I think AJ Brown actually suffers from being. And this this is something that I, I believe Joel Embiid suffers from. It's like a big muscular guy thing. Like they suffer from being so strong that it seems officials are hesitant to call certain things. Like when you run somebody over, it almost looks like a penalty, but it's just him being stronger than the guy. Like, or, or in this <laughs> case, when a Vikings player knocks him down, they're like, ah, he he's A.J. Brown. I mean, come on now. Yeah, it would take a lot yeah, for that to happen. We're not going to throw I'm, a flag like, here. Like I said, I'm all for I will never, ever, ever argue against A.J. Brown getting more targets. I'm all about that. I just If something is working, just let it play out. You'll get your turn. You'll get your turn, as every player does. Dallas Goddard, I'm sure it's frustrating. He had six catches yesterday. For only 22 yards everybody will get their turn it's fine aj we will we will be okay that is my that is my only thing we spent enough time 
on 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 that. I guess we should say uh, this is the Philly Pod. I'm Victor Williams. That is Stephen Conrad Jr. Thank you for listening to the show. If you're still here at this at this point after after the argument, this man really tried to shade me in the article. We're not going to get past this. This is a fractured relationship at this point. Um, well, we're, sure to... we're dealing with things just like Jalen and AJ Brownwood. Facts. And, there you and go. You, le- you left you out go. the part. You left out the part where I said this is a positive thing at the very bottom, and I said it it, it could very well lead to them just carving up the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, AJ, we got, a, we got football. a 150-yard game uh, incoming against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Hey, uh, I called this Smitty game, by the way. Did I not say it on the last pod? called the receptions. Receptions did not happen. Receptions. I said <laughs> big Smitty game. The betting uh, article, obviously, uh, I said take the over on receptions, which didn't hit. And all last week, <laughs> I was weighing between do I go Devontae Smith over on yards or over on receptions? And I picked the wrong one. But nonetheless, the point still stands that I said Smitty would have a dominant game, and he did. Hey, I had a number of parlays that had Dallas Goddard 40 yards because I was like, his receptions are four and a half. If he has five catches, he'll probably have 40 yards. Nope. Not the Rashad Penny anytime touchdown thing. Yeah, that, that died on arrival. That was dead on arrival, man. Once Boston Scott was getting carries ahead of him, I was like, yeah, it's over. And even when Penny was in there, man, I, I don't know. I don't think I'd be surprised if that prop has done. once this season. It seems like he's just done. Yeah, I think he's I think he's out of juice, man. I think it's over. I think it's we, I we think can't get him incorporated in the run game when Kenny Gainwell's out and you run the ball. What was it, forty plus times? Like a re- almost yeah, a record setting yeah, times. Yeah, that DeAndre Gainwell Swift had, had twenty eight carries, man. Yeah, this was the DeAndre Swift game. When Welcome was, home, by the way. When was yeah, yeah, that's that, that's what we're getting into next. Uh, when was the last time any Eagles running back? I tried to look it up last night, but but I I didn't get around to it. What was the last time that an Eagles running back had twenty eight carries? Like remember last year when Miles had twenty and we were celebrating up here? Like Swift had twenty eight, bro. Is he bell cow back now? Is he lead bell cow? Like the Eagles don't believe in bell cow backs and uh, and this lead game backs. Was. And and they certainly leaned on him in this game, obviously because it was working. Twenty eight carries, one hundred and seventy five yards, and a touchdown. And Swift said on that touchdown that uh, that uh, I knew that was my last chance to get in because if I get any mm. closer, Hertz is gonna take it because Hertz had two touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, that's a shame. I thought for sure he was scoring on that play. <laughs> so that's that's a that's a. He's that's definitely a got shame. juice, man. Huh? How about it? Uh, to answer your question, though, my guess would be uh, the snow game. Shady McCoy, how many carries did he have in that game? I'm not sure, but that this was the, this was the most yards any game by running back since since the snowball since you brought it up since 2013. I think Shady had uh, uh I have to I have to remember how many yards he had in that game. But this is the most yards by an Eagles back since that game. So it's been 10 years <laughs> since 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 the Eagles have had uh, a running back rush for for that many yards. But man, it was good to see Swift. It, it like the more you watch him, the more you're like, how the hell did this guy only have two touches in the first game? And I think Sirianni's probably kicking himself a little bit to only have him uh barely involved in the first game but man that is a that is what what a performance even Boston Scott yeah. himself had five carries for 40 yards like eight yards a carry like if, and that's why we believe Penny is cooked because he couldn't get that many yards for a guy that has the the yards per carry average that he does we expected him to come in here and make an impact as well in that I have an issue with this case. go ahead what's up not with the Eagles game plan but I don't like this narrative going around by some that like the Eagles, just in this two-game sample size, people are just like projecting or hating, whatever the word is, that this team's not going to be able to pass the ball. They can't win passing the ball, and we literally did it all last season. And another thing is, why were the announcers, Thursday Night Football, I'm going to just say it, announcers sucked. They act like they didn't watch a single, they acted like they didn't watch a single Al Eagles Michaels game last is year. the most unexcited like unenthused announcer I've heard in some time, like even the Jordan, like, well, we, we weren't excited as Eagles fans, obviously, but even when Jordan Addison had that touchdown, he was just like, and that's Addison, the rookie for the touchdown. I'm like, bro, 
Like if Gus Johnson was on this, he'd be having an aneurysm right now. <laughs> like, well, I just don't out, understand Michael. why people <laughs> acted like. Obviously, it was a run dominant game, and we may never see another game this season quite like that one in terms of like your run to pass ratio, whatever you want to, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just don't understand why people seemed so, and more so the media and the guys covering the game. I did see some stuff on my Twitter timeline from like the national media. They seemed almost shocked that our ratio was like that when literally all of last season, even our like, even our games when we had a dominant passing attack, the run was still mixed in. Mm-hmm. It was damn near 50-50 split, it felt like. Like, this mm-hmm. is how the Eagles play football, man, with Jalen Hurts at quarterback. And behind this offensive line, don't matter really who is the running back. So I'm not sure why we're surprised by this. Yeah, I'm just a little yeah. annoyed with that. That's all. Yeah, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be shocking. What I am annoyed with is uh, I, I feel like because we, we've said uh, enough times on this show how Shane Steichen called exactly what we needed, like when we needed it, like he was an exceptional play caller. I feel like Brian Johnson, and it's to be expected, new OC, and, you know, in your first two uh, tasks are Bill Belichick and then Brian Flores, who, who's no slouch in his own right, will probably be a head coach next year. Uh, it just feels like Brian Johnson doesn't really have a feel for the game just yet at the at this point, still dialing up kind of um, weird things and weird situations. Uh, I want your thoughts on just the offense overall. Obviously, Swift carried the load yesterday, and, and he did his thing. Um, but just your offense overall, has anything changed since week one? Did you see any signs of encouragement? Are you still kind of uh, on the fence about where this, what, what the identity of this team is supposed to be in 2023? Um, honestly, I didn't love his play calling on, I mean, the opening drive was fine, but then you get to the red zone and he elected to give Swift his first carry after I think we came out and ran it. It felt like there was eight straight, call, I don't know what it was, eight, eight straight called pass plays, obviously you know, some lead to Jalen Hurts scrambling and rushing, which turns into rushes. But he waited to it, it. It felt like he totally killed the drive. He waited to hand the ball off to Swift till they got into the red zone, and and the drive ended up stalling, and they had to settle. You know, settle for a field goal. Um, I, I have mixed feelings uh, altogether with Brian Johnson in regards to his play calling so far. Um, I think it's. I don't know if he gets all of the blame. It seems like. The passing attack has just been odd. It's like a combination of Hertz being indecisive. He looks like he's hesitating or he's like unsure of himself to let it rip down the field. And I don't even necessarily mean like let it rip down the field because he's still throwing the deep ball. Like guys are still making plays down the field. Obviously, Devontae Smith had what, two 50 plus yard receptions in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, he looked to AJ Brown for a couple deep balls. I don't know. He just seems hurt, seems indecisive in the intermediate game, which again, I'm going to keep pounding the table for That's what I want to see. Like for some reason, we're going to Dallas Goddard on these short, like six yard routes. It seems like, or even sometimes shorter. Uh, Cause if you subtract the two deep balls, that's all this passing attack was. It was all stuff around the line of scrimmage. Uh, I feel like our offensive line is a little rusty. They're not quite in rhythm just yet in the pass blocking game. I think that's something that's going to get cleaned up. It should, it will, I'd imagine. Uh, I think lack of preseason reps is to blame for it. Hurts being indecisive, it's all factored in. I don't think anybody necessarily deserves the blame. I don't even necessarily want to say if it's Brian Johnson, you know, altogether with his play calling, because I'd imagine they're still running a lot of the same stuff that they did last year. Uh, it, it was just it, it, a little frustrating, you know, going into this game, we anticipated this would be the game where the passing game really, uh, you know, takes off after that week one game because Minnesota's just weak 
in the secondary. It sort of came to life at the end, though. Came to it life did. a little bit. I felt end. good about it. That's why I, I felt very optimistic. I needed to see that the scuffle, not scuffle, the interaction mm-hmm. on What'd the sideline. What you call it? <laughs> uh, here we go. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna revisit that. So I, I don't know. How do you feel? I think it's it's all packaged together. Uh, now is a perfect time for this. Obviously, it's not a bye week, but it's kind of. it's almost similar to a bye week they have a long stretch here to first and foremost recover oh my there's injuries all over we took last season completely for granted health wise Mm -hmm. like you're they're racking up you said it all summer long they're not gonna have the same injury look i just didn't think by week three we'd have like no nickel corners Avante maddox has a torn pectoral probably he's probably done for the year his backup zach mcpherson was lost for the year so it's either gonna be mario goodrich or do you move bradbury to the slot who spent who who had some reps there in the summertime do you go out and get like a Bryce Callahan who's still a free agent? But again, if you're a free agent in September, you're not. I don't know what you're really looking for at this point. It is it is a lot to to deal with injury wise. We'll talk about those in, in a bit. Uh, but as far as the offense, Stephen, I you know what I am encouraged with uh, forty minutes time of possession, which is what the Eagles had yesterday. Because there was times where I was like, dude, the Vikings haven't been on the field like for a while, and even when they're on the field, they're only on the field for five or six plays. They either score quickly or or they get off quickly. Um, so I'm definitely encouraged by the way that they were able to command the ball, basically, even with the passing game sputtering uh, the, the the way it was, they were able to get rushing yards at will almost. And it's not even like Hertz is contributing a whole lot. Again, another sub uh, 40 yard game from from Jalen Hertz only had 35 rushing yards. Uh, but Swift was getting chunks of yardage at will. Even when the defense knew it was coming, they couldn't stop his his acceleration. So I'm definitely encouraged. That was reminiscent to me of, of last year's Eagles, the way they just ran the football at will, the way that the, they were wearing down the defense, the way the defense knew what was coming and, and couldn't stop it. I was definitely encouraged. When you have a 19-minute advantage on, on time of possession, that's you're, you're going to win you know, more often more often than not. Um, the tush push is still a thing, Stephen, twice, and the, and, the, and the rage has returned on the internet. This isn't football. They need to ban this. What's going on? It's not like it's a secret. You see... The formation, but I'll tell you what, Stephen. The day I know, I know, I don't know when it's going to happen, what week, what game, but mm. the day that they line up in that formation and pitch it out to Smitty or Swift or something and just walks in untouched, that's going to be that's going to hit like crack in the eighties when they do that because <laughs> everybody's going to see that formation and they're going to think he's sneaking it and Hurts is going to pitch that John back <laughs> to Smitty and he's just going to walk into the end zone. I cannot wait for that day. I know it's coming. I know it's coming. But the return of the tush push was this week. <laughs> Save it for an important game, important moment. But I hear you. They did do that actually in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, using the playoffs. Year. Don't waste it on a on a on a late season, regular season game. That doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, so much for the NFL banning that player, whatever. Mm-mm, yeah, that was that was never going to be to to be a thing. Um, Defonte Smith, uh, we already touched on it, but what a what a game from him. Didn't hit the reception line as you mentioned, Stephen, that you were so confident in the 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 five and a half, but he did have four, I believe, right? Four for one thirty one. And one touchdown, and he is making it known um, that that year three Smitty is, is is the thing. A very good start to the year for him. Uh, two touchdowns, no drops from him yet. One hundred and twenty four point four passer rating. When Jalen Hurts targets him, he has caught eleven of fifteen targets to this point. Devontae Smith, and uh, he is eating up his matchups. So no signs of him slowing down whatsoever. Uh, very encouraging things from from Smitty, Stephen. Whew, to say the least, that first deep ball that in the first opening contested drive, catch was amazing. And that then, throw and then, wasn't very good. That should have been a touchdown. <laughs> you underthrow, man. Yeah, I hear. Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody asked that question going into the season. Can Smitty? It's not even about surpassing AJ Brown. It's just a matter. 
it's just a matter of like stepping into, I guess, I guess if you want to call it a bigger role, I don't know. I mean, it looks like a lot of the NFL world is really starting to ride that narrative now that like Smitty's like the guy, like, or like I'm hearing a lot of people like his stock is rising. Right. Um, Cause obviously it seemed like AJ Brown got a bulk of the credit last year. But I mean, if you look at their numbers last year, I mean, they were both just, you know, dominant receivers, both over 1000, you know, receiving yards, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I we literally used to pray for times like this. Like <laughs> we have one receiver, one hundred thirty-one receiving yards on four catches, and we got the other guy who can put up the same numbers, wanting the football more. You know, or in the past, it was like the receivers don't even want the ball thrown to them; they're terrified they're going to drop it or whatever <laughs> it may be. You know? Yeah, man, it's 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 just definitely a good sight to have. Um, Twitter is quick to tell me that you take away those deep passes, and the passing game is 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 not looking very good. And I hear that. But I'm not here to play hypotheticals. They they completed those passes, so I'm not going to sit here and say, "Oh, what if? What if Hertz didn't throw that interception?" Which, by the way, I I hey, I don't know what Hertz was looking at. But oh that man, was a, that was bad. Huh? That was a rough pick, man. That was a rough pick. And again, I, again, I don't tweet. I want people to understand. I don't tweet these things to like be a smart ass or whatever it is. But right after that pick, I tweeted. I tweeted just to see what just to see what the responses were. I said, "Are we worried about Jalen Hurts, dude?" 850 replies, dude. 850 oh replies. I haven't gone through them all yet, but man, people were panicking. People were panicking, and then he had the deep completion to Devontae, and everybody calmed down. Uh, but man, what a what a what a game for Devontae Smith. Jalen Hurts looks like he's still trying to find his stride in the passing game. I'm sure they will get on the uh, on the same page. Any uh, final uh, notes offensively before we switch over to the defense? Nothing of really, again, from AJ Brown four for, for, for 29 here, which means I had a, I had a DraftKings boost, by the way, you know what? This is why I'm done with boosts. Cause it was Jefferson and AJ to have 40 yards boosted the plus 100. I was like, Oh, it's free money. I'll put 25 on that. Nope. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I guess now would be the perfect time to segue to the defense since you brought up Jefferson's name, Slay versus Jefferson part two. Yeah. Which huh? was which was great up until like Jefferson was starting to take over until like the fourth quarter. He was starting to take over in the fourth quarter um a little bit when they had no option but to throw the ball and, and the Eagles were playing off um um a little bit. But Slay, yeah, still still matching up well with Justin Jefferson, kept him at bay. And at the end of the day, Justin Jefferson in his career to this point, he might rack up yards, but zero touchdowns and zero wins. Versus the Eagles in his career to this point. So I will take it. I will take it. Yeah, Slay definitely. uh, I don't even. Obviously, he completely dominated and owned the matchup the first time. This time, it felt a little bit more even. Like, obviously, normally when you see a receiver at 100 yards, you're like, oh, wow, the receiver won the day. But it's Justin Jefferson we're talking about. This guy can put up 100 yards and a half, and he's going to score a touchdown or two every game, damn near, right? Unless you fumble it out the end zone, then that's. Oh, (laughs) man. What on earth? Then you're yeah. definitely not winning the matchup at that at that point. I feel like that's when the tide really turned at that point. Like we felt like they were going back and forth. It's gonna be a close game throughout. And then once the uh the he fumbled it out of out of the end zone. That play I don't know why people had people better trying than to argue that was frenzy. a score. That say again? No, it was never, never. Yeah, people no, were I'm just saying to say that play had uh 
like the sports betting world in a frenzy, man. Oh, that yeah. affected the first half over. Mm-hmm. People who bet Justin Jefferson anytime touchdown scores were affected. Mm-hmm. Like any everything imaginable was affected on that play. Yeah, that was that was that was a lot. And yeah, the, the, ball, the ball crossed the plane, but Jefferson had lost the ball by that point. So I don't know why people were trying to argue. Again, I'm sure t- anytime touchdown ticket holders were like, he scored, he scored. But nah, nah, can't be fumbling out the back uh, of the end zone there. Justin Jefferson finished with 11 catches for 159 yards. <laughs> he racked him up. He racked him up. We, but it didn't feel like he beat you, though. It just felt like they were getting desperate. They were throwing to him at the end. And he's racking up a lot of yards. He is only one of two receivers, Stephen, to have 5,000 yards before the age of 25 years old. Do you know the other one? He said Played one of how many? One of two to have 5,000 receiving yards before you turn 25 years old. He played for the Vikings. So I'll give you that hint. Uh, Randy Moss. Yes, sir. Randy Moss. Uh, very good company for Justin Jefferson, but no wins and no touchdowns against the Eagles at uh, this point. The Eagles for the second consecutive week did a good job containing the run. Again, this is what happens when you build a lead. Kirk Cousins has to start flinging that thing. Uh, the Eagles only held Alexander Madison, who I never considered a top back to begin with. Uh, Madison was held to just eight carries for 28 yards. Ty Chandler had one carry himself, zero yards there. Um, so the Eagles doing their very best in containing the run, forcing them to throw the ball, making passing downs a little bit easier to defend against. Jordan Davis, man, that guy, I didn't think he was going to become a a efficient pass rusher until maybe year three. He is taking strides, Stephen, and especially in, in the pass rushing. He put Kirk Cousins on his ass on one specific play. I have it, I have it on, on Twitter. This guy's getting scary. He and Jalen Carter, Jalen Carter making an impact. He, he had a tackle for loss. On Alexander Madison shed his blocker immediately. These these two guys are 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 becoming a bona fide force over the over the middle of that defense. And correct me if I'm wrong. Do you do you notice that? Is there like 2013, 2014, like Fletcher Cox? Like or is this what? Because Fletcher is looking pretty dominant these first couple of games. No, this is not looking like Cook Fletcher Cox. This is Man. looking like is 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 are we having a resurged Fletcher Cox here? What is going on? He's he's looked very good these first couple of games to start the year. I guess, like, I don't know the snap count. I'll have to look at it. But, man, it does feel like he's playing a lot, too. I mean, deservingly so. He's making an so. impact, though. Yeah, it's not like I mean, the snaps, you know, the snaps where he's, like, lazy and not, not really playing. Like, he is, he, is, he is turning up on these snaps. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I remember, uh, was it this offseason when they extended him and were like, damn, why did they just pay him that much, right? Because hey, we, was... we asked that last offseason and again this offseason. He almost left, actually, and he, he came back. He almost signed with like the Jets or the Steelers. I, I don't remember, but he did almost leave. Maybe he's just feeling juiced up because he's like, hey, I can, you know, I got Jordan Georgia Davis boys. and Jalen Carter here. Like, shoot, <laughs> you know, got greatness besides me. I, beside me. I don't know, man. What, what grade would you give this? Uh, defensive line two games in because i'm staring down a and yeah, above at this a. point it's i mean a. they might it's... be they have to be the best yeah they're the best unit on the team so far in two games right yeah, better than the I offensive line it, yeah they're the most encouraging thing right 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 now two qb hits yesterday uh for fletcher cox so he is definitely getting through i think this was the best game of josh sweat's career this josh <laughs> sweat was everywhere five qb hits in this game for josh sweat Oh my goodness! This man was getting after. He is. He is. He is the most underrated piece along this defensive line. I believe we all know about uh, Hassan Reddick, who I haven't heard a whole lot these first two weeks. We'll have to see on the film and see. I, I know he's getting after, of course, uh, but haven't heard his name a whole lot. But Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, Josh Sweat, Fletcher Cox—they are all making 
impacts on this defensive line. Uh, what did you like from Josh Sweat yesterday? He's a guy that doesn't get a lot of recognition because there's so much star power, but man, he is he is really shining, especially last night. I missed what you said there. Who'd you say is getting Josh Sweat, man? Josh oh, okay, Sweat. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> you zone yeah, out, dude. How about that? Yeah, no, he really is like uh, under. I don't. I guess undershadowed is the word. Like, wow, he um. You know, mainly because the defensive tackles we have now, we expect them to develop into stars now and stars of the future. Nolan Smith coming in, right? Brandon Graham is just going to get all the attention because he's an all-time great. He's mic- He was mic'd up last week, I want to say. Like, the attention is always on him. Mm-hmm. But Josh Sweat, yeah, just quietly. And it's funny. I remember, I want to say a few years ago, maybe it was just two years ago, we, we were asking ourselves, because didn't it feel like we were like, when is Josh Sweat going to break out, right? It just feels mm-hmm. like he's a solid player, but we're not like 100% sure. Maybe he's just there a very... There was health, too. He didn't stay healthy, also. There was, there was always health concerns with him, too. Or they were like his knees. Not not really health concerns, but um, there was questions about his workload. Like, how many snaps can he play? Can he only play on, like, first and second down um, um, things? Things like that. But yeah, phenomenal game yesterday. A 92.6 pass rushing grade, eight total pressures, five QB hits, one sack, and a forced fumble. The game of Josh Sweat's career yesterday. Kirk Cousins, they had to make sure they got after him and make sure he didn't have enough time. And, and there was definitely a lot of instances where Kirk Cousins uh, didn't have time to, to throw the ball. So that is very good. Um, Steven, I do owe a certain safety on this team an apology after I kind of dragged him earlier in the week, and that is when Justin Evans, who seemed to be all wow. over the field huh? yesterday, he had the, he had the force fumble, um, he had some tackles, he had some pass breakups. <sighs> I was saying, like, yo, without Reed and Kobe Dean, man, that middle of the field is about to, about to be Swiss. That thing's mm. about to be pieced up. Um, Hawkinson had his, but he didn't have nearly the impact that we anticipated that we talked about on the preview. But uh, Justin Evans made an impact yesterday, I, so I will uh, eat my words there and apologize to uh, to, to Justin Evans because number thirty, you were you were good yesterday. Let's let's keep it up, especially. I'd say we don't know we don't know like what's going on with Reed moving forward. Um, but uh, Terrell Edmonds, I think he stepped up too. He had a good game. But now without Maddox, you know they're going to be shifting safeties around, and I'm sure they're going to move some safeties up into the box into the nickel. So they're going to have to figure out who's best suited for that now that Maddox is out for the year. Uh, but good stuff from Justin Evans, Stephen. He was big on the turnovers. I believe Sean Desai, new Eagles defensive coordinator, does definitely deserve some credit. So many injuries on that defense. Yeah. Well, more so. He's just doing like what he can at this point. All these linebackers, injuries. secondary, and I honestly thought it was a fantastic, if you want to call it game plan or whatever. I mean, there's still, that's the thing, man. It's it. Actually, you know who deserves credit? Mm. Howie Roseman, Jeffrey Lurie, whoever you want to give credit for just constantly, constantly, constantly staying true to their roots. They will draft backup interior guys on both sides of the ball before they go out and necessarily try and make some sort of transaction or even paying some guy top dollars at the safety linebacker position or whatever other position you want to throw in there. And honestly, it's it's worked. It's worked. It's why this team is in contention. It's why this team is a is always going to be a tough out no matter what. If the passing game's struggling, if the quarterback's not confident playing up to par even if there's a backup qb in god forbid fingers crossed i hope i didn't jinx it knock on wood this team can hang around because of that because of the Mm -hmm. the mentality going into uh team building you know Mm -hmm. yeah i think that that definitely is a factor uh into it as well so yeah uh any other other final notes defensively man maddox is gonna be tough i don't know how you really uh, i don't know special how you really... shout out to jake the snake elliot man oh yeah 61. are you kidding me 61, are you kidding man. me 
He might win the award again. He didn't miss one. Which one did he miss? 56? Yeah, 55, I think it was. 55. But yeah. And then um, nailed the 61 yard. Can I just say, I was oddly confident he was going to make that 61 yarder. Yeah, I really they, wasn't wavered, honestly. Me they either. flashed a graphic on the screen at the bottom. It said he has like a 16% chance of making this. And I'm like, oh, wow, maybe he will miss it. I was confident going into, like, you know, as he's walking onto the field. Uh, the it, it, the ball was weird, huh? He, he, it was almost like a line drive. He's like, I got to be. It's, it it's be. distance here, right? It's just distance. You can't put that much air on it when you're kicking from that distance. But hey, how about this? In years that Jake Elliott is he has one of the best 16, kickers in the NFL? Yeah, is he Justin Tucker? Evan McPherson's up there, but he missed one last week, kind of bad. So it is. Um, Jake just has to make his extra points, you know. So maybe if they back up the extra point, uh, ten or fifteen yards, he'll start making. It, but it's fine. Um, in in the seasons that Jake Elliott has made sixty-one yard field goals, the Eagles have made the Super Bowl. So maybe. Mm. <laughs> so wait, wait, maybe. wait. Was that a week two game against the it was Giants? Like week two, week three. I forget what I thought it was. Week three, week two. I forget. Wow. What and but hey, he made a sixty-one yarder that year, and uh, that means we might be going all the way this year. But we're certainly gonna have to figure out these injuries uh, because last year. When Maddox was out, we had the luxury of moving C.J. Garner-Johnson up mm. up there. We don't have that luxury this year. Um, so we're certainly going to have to figure it out. Quez Watkins <sighs> came out with a hamstring injury as well. Uh, so we're getting banged up all over. We'll see what the report is like later in the week when we do uh, another pod with a more in-depth look on this. We'll do like a totality thing on the first two weeks. You know, do our grades and our takeaways uh, from that um, as well. I will say this, Stephen. We'll end on this. If the Eagles are playing this sloppy, right? If if Hertz is looking unsure of himself, less confident, and Brian Johnson's still trying to get a feel for for the offensive coordinator position, if the Eagles are all jumbled up and playing sloppy like this and still beating teams, still winning games, I would be I would be extremely discouraged if I was other teams. Like what happens when they get rolling? What happens when they get hot? Oh my god, they're still finding ways to win. You're two and oh and they're not even playing, they're playing C plus football right now. And they're like so so that is my that is my takeaway in this the optimistic approach is like yes there's there's visible signs of 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 struggle of they of them trying to you know if they maybe if they play better teams they lose these games but they didn't and now they are 2-0 and when they iron out all the kinks I still think they will be a scary team even with the injuries that they're dealing with um um, at the moment I can't even say it's a shock like it's obviously unfortunate but Maddox has been so banged up for like so many years now that like I was almost anticipating him to get injured this year like it was almost like a foregone conclusion like at some point at some point, like, we're going to need a nickel. And um, if Roger Goodell could, uh, you know, unsuspend, lift the suspension off Isaiah Rogers, that would be nice <laughs> if you want to do that. Give us a kick returner. Oh, and also, the Britton Covey experiment is over. Ah. Yeah, we can we can end that right here. <laughs> ah, I almost forgot uh, all about that play. Yeah, wow. I tried to forget. That's a shame. I, I just, it had just That's a damn up. shame, man, because I feel like he's been, he's been a decent punt returner all this yeah, time. Totally I believe that was his first mistake. Nah, nah, nah. Well, that I recall. He got clobbered on. He got clobbered on that one, and and let the ball go. Like he was trying to like turn backwards and got hit in the back. It was a whole. Well, was, conveniently was, enough, the Vikings actually had a special teams turnover. Literally, I want to say just one special teams play after that. Uh, on I want to say it was a kick or it was a punt return, and it was looking like a promising punt return. And the Eagles, I don't, how many turnovers are the Eagles force in this game? Well, Kirk, there was well, there's four in the first game, right? From Mac, you Jones. have to count the touchback, right? Um, well, yeah, yeah, because that's a forced fumble into, Glee, a, right? into, a, into a touchback. Uh, turnovers for this game is wait, let me pull it up. Where the hell matchup? Matchup. Uh, the Eagles forced. Uh, they threw zero. Kirk threw zero interceptions, but four fumbles lost. Sorry, it took me a minute to find it. Wow. They lost four fumbles in this game. Madison lost one. 
did Kirk lose one or two? And then you had the Justin I know Jefferson he lost fumble. one. I know he lost one. So, yeah. So the Eagles are doing their part in creating turnovers and taking advantage of them. So good on the Eagles uh, for that. Appreciate you guys for tuning in to this episode of the Philly Pod. Recapping, doing a quick little recap here from primetime Thursday night football. Kirk Cousins is now 8-11 and 11 in primetime games as, as a Minnesota Viking. So they are going to ride uh, that out they should trade kirk to the jets honestly like the vikings are gonna blow it up they oh, already got rid of dalvin I saw cook somebody uh if one kirk of my buddies the jets, i apologize for the plug over at betql actually tweeted that out Ooh, okay 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 great mind that's interesting like. that's real interesting and i i've been actually over the, the vikings, last like year, start own four own five and they want something for kirk before he walks this year you uh, you would think i've been in my head i haven't openly said this or really tweeted it out i have been saying that i'm like i think like because justin jefferson's like, he's got to be – I don't even know sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, damn, maybe he just cares about putting up numbers. I'm sure he doesn't love losing. No, nah, man. He's uh, the Otani of football, man, doing everything and losing, doing everything. He doesn't play both ways, obviously. But, man, you put up crazy stats and lose, that is that is wild. That's Otani-esque in, <laughs> in, in MLB. Yeah, Kirk to the Jets, that is interesting. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Think it's only a rental. You only need him until Aaron comes back. You get something Ooh. back for Kirk before he walks. It, it well, makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. My mind was going to Matthew Stafford, but I have a weird feeling. Oh, it's feeling. impossible to trade him. His contract is like, they, they had to do it before the season started. Yeah. Now, like, the numbers and don't I, work. I get this sense. I don't know. The Rams might be a little bit better than people think. I just get that yeah, sense. Maybe see, I'm just overreacting to one week, but we'll see. They would have to eat, like, a 60 million dead cat. Like, they're not. They're not. They're, that ship has sailed as far as that. Vikings should have traded for Trey Lance. He's from Minnesota. Kirk is on his way out. I is that right? They didn't do that. They should have. They should have. They mm. should have traded for him. Or they should have drafted one. I thought Hendon Hooker was going there back back in April. But speaking of which, since the Eagles played on Thursday, it's going to be a very nice Sunday for all of us. We can just kick back and enjoy mm-hmm. football, watch red, red zone, zone, do whatever you want to do, play some bets. I will have very. I will have my eyes. Dallas plays the Jets, right? What time is that game? Oh yeah. Well, it's not fun anymore. It's Zach Wilson, dude. <laughs> well, let's you know because I, I that as always chirping away. Are you Cowboys fans? I see you guys saying, "Oh, Hurts is winning and he's not putting up big numbers." Well, Dak didn't do very good in the Week One game. If we're being hundred, it was all his defense. Yeah, and special teams. <laughs> Which, by the way, sleeper, sleeper potentially. Oh, actually, I'm not even going to say sleeper. It's something to look at on DraftKings. I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but. There's only been two guys in NFL history, uh, two defensive players, I should say, in NFL history to win the MVP award. And all I'm saying is those Micah Parson odds are very interesting. The Cowboys would probably have to win the NFC uh, East, obviously, for that. I would imagine they'd have to win the NFC East for that to happen. Um, yeah, I'm probably not going to put money on that. I'm an Eagles fan. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just. I got to look and there. see what the Jalen Carter defensive rookie of the year odds because I'm oh, sure. I think he's in first. I think he's he's, he's, he's the favorite one. now. Yeah, yeah he's the favorite. Yeah, I should have put it on there back back when when I was looking at it. I should have I should have done that. But uh, yeah, appreciate you guys for for tuning into this recap. We will be back next week to do a deeper dive into everything the Eagles have done in these first two weeks. Are they have bad as we've been saying? Not bad. Have they been as uh lackluster as as we as we have been saying we'll take a deeper look and get to the real bottom of what is going on with the eagles right now but at the end of the day they are 2-0 no other team is 2-0 right now in the nfl and we will take it how we can get it be sure to follow me on all social media platforms at the philly pod do the same 
for Stephen at Stephen Conrad Jr. Read all written content over at the Liberty Line, especially the blogs that Stephen decides <laughs> to take shots at my morality. So if you want to go read that, be sure to go do so. Stephen, any final words for, for the people before we sign off here? Uh, fly Eagles fly and uh, mm-hmm. be on standby fans. I know that you, when you tune into this, it's obvious you're a Philly pod listener, but the Liberty line, some of us are going to be traveling to Tampa next weekend. So stay tuned for a lot of coverage. <laughs> uh, shoot, man, we may have to do, I mean, we like 95, probably higher percent of the time we record these pods that are done remotely. We're in different locations. Mm-hmm. Shoot. I might have to go poolside for uh, the preview pod, man. Yeah, maybe, maybe you'll be uh, umbrella service. <laughs> you'll be doing umbrella service. So be on tap for that. Eagles don't play again until all the way till next Monday. So hopefully they get to the much needed rest, heal up, and we'll talk about it at that point. We'll catch you guys next week, Monday or Tuesday. We'll figure it out. But until then, peace out from the Philly Pop. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.